0: What was the best part for that servant? Going from servant to ruler? That's pretty cool. Or was the best part of that hearing those words? Well done, my good
1: and faithful servant. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the host of In Grace Radio and TV.
0: Hi, this is Jim Scudder and today on In Grace, we are going to be in Matthew 25, talking about the challenge of Jesus for us to be Watchful, And this is in his discourse on the Mount of Olives. We call it his Olivet Sermon, his Olivet Discourse. And in Matthew 24, we were reading Jesus talking about the end times and some of the things that are going to be happening uh, leading up to and during the end times. But now we're going to be looking at a couple of the stories that Jesus told that will help teach us the urgency and, and the readiness that we need to have anticipating his return turn to first rapture of the church, and then also to come back with the church at the end of the tribulation. So, we here at In Grace still make a big deal about Bible prophecy. It's sad to me that a lot of ministries and a lot of churches won't touch this anymore. The reason is because there's a lot of different views on eschatology, the study of end times. But we still look at scripture, and I believe there's one view of end times that really fits it completely and well, and that's the one that we're teaching. But either way, I think every Christian needs to believe for sure that Jesus is coming back and that we are to be diligent in our life of service for him because there is an end to the time that we're going to have to be able to serve him. Until he returns. And he is coming back. And so let us focus on that and be challenged as we go through the story of the 10 virgins. We started this yesterday and we'll kind of give you the conclusion of that and then go into another of the stories of Jesus of a man going into a far country and giving his servants control over his estate. And what are we to be doing with the things that God has given to us now? So, we'll go into all that in great detail in just a moment. Just before we do, you've heard me talking about our trips to Israel, and we've gone so many times. I'd like to show you where Jesus was when he gave this sermon on the Mount of Olives and where he ascended into heaven on the Mount of Olives, where he's coming back to the Mount of Olives. Uh, We can go stand there and we can gaze out onto the beautiful city of gold, Jerusalem. There's so many places that I'm so excited about to show you. And if you ever have dreamed of going to Israel, I invite you to come with us at InGrace. InGrace has our own in-house travel agency, and we have some great contacts here and overseas, and we can make this trip so seamless and so easy that you're just gonna be able to relax and not worry about the details, let our people handle all that, and then just go immerse yourself into this experience. It's like you're being set into almost into the Bible. And so if you would consider going to Israel with us, we have a trip coming up at the end of February this year. I know that's pretty close. We are probably full, although some people do drop off. So if you'd like to maybe go at the end of February this year, uh, we are also going at the end of February next year. And so you can go to our website to get more information about our tour to Israel at ingraceradio.com and click on Travel. Matthew 25 will continue in verse 5. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. Okay? So, but now it's time. Now he's here. They didn't have any extra oil, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. So half of these bridesmaids were ready, were prepared, were anticipating he could come now, he could come in in a little while. He could come down the road. We don't know. We don't know. And then verse 6, and at midnight. There was a cry made. I'm not sure about you, but I find it hard to stay awake until midnight. I used to be able to. We used to have all-night bowling. Any of you ever did those all-night youth events? Crazy. What were we thinking? I cannot stay up that late anymore. Some of you can't sleep, so you're up at midnight. But at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. It's time. He's here. We've been waiting. He's delayed his coming, but now he's here. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. So what were they doing? Well, they had flax that they would make into a wick. That would be down in the oil and that would get charred and burned, and they would just trim that off so it would be a clean flax and it would burn brighter and more efficiently. So that's what they were doing there. And all of them, so they all had lamps that were lit, but some of the oil was basically out in the lamp, just enough to to have a flame. So they made sure, they all made sure that their flames were the brightest they could be. And verse eight, and the foolish said unto the wise, give us your oil, for our lamps are gone out. Now this is where my heart would tear, right? Because I would wanna help them. I would wanna say, oh, you know, yeah, you, you, you should have done better. You should have prepared. You should have thought about this. You didn't. So, okay, here's some of mine. But you know what? That's not what they did. And, and I don't think they were wrong. I don't think they were wrong. Let me ask you this. What's the modern equivalent to running out of oil for a lamp today? Um, how about running out of gas in your car? Have any of you ever run out of gas in your car? Be honest, come on. I know a lot of you have run out of gas. Okay, how about in a boat? How many of you run out of gas in a boat? How about an airplane? Bad, 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 bad. Don't do that. I'm amazed that people run out of gas in an airplane. My goodness. But um, okay, so you've run out of gas. Now, back in the day, when gauges weren't that accurate, you'd have to kind of whack them, right, to get them to to, to read. You can kind of understand why some people would run out of gas. But today, the car won't leave you alone if you're low on gas. It beeps and it beeps and it gets brighter and, and worse and orange and red and it starts zapping you. This new car I'm driving, it actually, the steering wheel shakes if I go onto a line. It's just the craziest thing. So you got all these warnings. It tells you how much farther you go. And so if you run out of gas today, you are without excuse, right? Jesus has given a clear warning to be prepared, to be ready, because he could come back at any moment. And although this is talking about the the last days of the earth when Jesus is going to come back to this earth in the tribulation it certainly should apply for us living in the church age today. So we had better pay attention. We are without excuse because Jesus was so clear in making these statements about the end times and about how people ought to be ready. Verse 9 of Matthew 25, it says, But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you, But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. Now, what's the problem with that? How many stores are open at midnight? You know? If you're in a small town, your store closes at five, your restaurants close at six. If you're in a big town, they might be open till seven or eight, but not at midnight. Hardly anything's open at midnight. And uh, so they went to buy. The bridegroom came, so they had heard the shout. They discovered that their oil was out. They ran off to try to find oil, and the bridegroom came. And they were ready, they that were ready, the five, went in with him to the marriage. They went into this marriage feast, and the door was shut. Oh, boy. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, remember, Jesus is telling the story. In his final days, these are his final days on the earth. The other virgins came, saying, Lord, Lord, Open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. I don't believe he's saying, I don't know you, but I, you have insulted me. You weren't ready. You didn't do what I said to do. And so therefore, you're not going to have the full blessings that you could have enjoyed. No man knows the day or the hour. So watch, watch therefore, be patient, keep working for him, keep working for him. And when you get tired, keep working for him. Do it motivated by love for him. Do it empowered by the spirit of God that he's given you. Don't do it in your own strength, but serve, 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 and don't stop. And there are going to be some people that won't understand your lifestyle choices. They won't understand why are you doing that? Why are you in a church? on a Sunday night or Wednesday night or whatever. Why are you you doing that? It's because we want to be equipped. We want to be excited. We want to learn. We want to grow. We want to be prepared. We want to make sure we have the oil. We want to make sure we're ready because the Lord could return at any moment. The next parable that we come to in Matthew 25 is similar. This is going to further help us to be prepared and watchful, and we call this the parable of the talents. Now, some people get confused because there's a similar parable that is different, similar but different, called the parable of the pounds. You'll read about that in Luke 19. But you're only going to read about this parable here in Matthew 25, the parable of the talents. And I love that word. That word is a a word of weight and probably of gold. And so this talent that we're going to read about is probably uh, a lot of people say worth about 20 years' salary. So if you work for 20 years, that's a talent. So in modern equivalents, average income for an individual in the United States is 36,000. Uh, if you're younger, it's less. If you're older, it could be more. But either way, if you adjust the talent that Jesus was talking about to our financial you know, system, which we are a very wealthy nation, That means each talent was $720,000, okay? So we're gonna read about different people getting different talents, so that talent is an amount of money, basically, that they received. But I love the fact that in English, it also means abilities, talents, right? That's not exactly what Jesus was saying, but I think we can draw that application. So let's read that in Matthew 25, 14. For the kingdom of heaven... So another parable, Jesus is still on the Mount of Olives, still teaching about the end times, still making sure his listeners will be prepared for his return. The kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and deliver unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. And I wonder if the one was discouraged by the fact he only got one. And I wonder if the three was discouraged that he only got three and the other guy got five. And I wonder if the guy that got five was like, oh man, I wish I'd only had three. It's a lot easier to, to have less than more. I don't know. That's our human nature, right? We're never happy with what we have been given. To every man, according to his several, his various ability, and straightway took his journey. So we have a very wealthy man, Who's literally giving one guy three point six million dollars, the other guy two point two million dollars, and the other guy seven hundred and twenty thousand dollars? He's giving these servants of his the task of managing his wealth, and then he goes off on a long trip. This is a big deal, and he gives it based on their ability, based on their what God has gifted you with. Okay, you're you're born with certain capabilities. Some of you have incredible capabilities, some of you have less capabilities, but we all have capabilities. We all are given talents and gifts and abilities from God. And I think we can increase our talents and our abilities, and I think the Lord helps us in those things, but ultimately, God isn't going to judge you for Maybe you're not gifted in public speaking. So he's not gonna judge you like you, you didn't get up and ever preach. He's not gonna judge you for that. He's gonna judge you based on the abilities he gave you. And what are you doing with the abilities he gave you? That's the key here.
1: Have you dreamed of taking a cruise to Alaska? Pastor Jim Scudder and his wife, Karen, invite you on a seven-day In Grace Creation Cruise this July. Join many other InGrace friends to see glaciers, whales, eagles, bear, and so much more while sailing the calm waters of this beautiful land. Each evening we'll gather for a word from Pastor Scudder, hear from Creation Speaker Bruce Malone, and be blessed with music from Shelley Hamilton and Majesty Music. We will be cruising on Holland America, Alaska's premier cruise line, and we will visit Whittier, Skagway, Juneau, Ketchikan, and Vancouver. Also, the COVID vaccine requirement has ended, so it's finally time for you to enjoy Alaska. Get your free brochure by calling 800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com slash travel. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com slash travel.
0: Then he that had received five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. So what did he do? He took his money, the investments that he was given, and he invested that probably in some sort of business venture. So that's what he did. Very industrious, very wise, very smart. He didn't just sit around. He went and worked hard with all that he was given, and he made it grow. And likewise, verse 17, he that had received two, Jesus said, also gained another two. Now, the guy that earned five talents, He earned a lot more, but proportionally, he did exactly the same thing as the guy that got two. And then, verse 18, uh uh-oh. These all three were servants, but two are called faithful and one is called unfaithful. Two are called profitable, one is called unprofitable. That tells me that, Christian, you can be profitable or unprofitable. You can be faithful or unfaithful. Your salvation isn't based on Your works, your salvation is based on the fact that you accepted by faith a gift. The death and resurrection of Jesus Christ paid for your sins and you're trusting in him. You are given everlasting life. That doesn't change. That's by faith. But we serve. We serve the Lord. And this one that had received one went, verse 18, and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. I don't think there's a worse thing you can do. Right? Right? After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. I love that word, long time. You remember the previous parable? The Lord tarrieth, the groom tarried. So here we have another term of a length of time. He was gone a long time. They didn't know how long he would be gone, but he was gone longer than they thought he would be gone, right? So remember that. We don't know the day. We don't know the hour. It could be a long time. It could be tomorrow. It could be tonight. But he is coming back. He is coming back. So there is a day of reckoning. Now, does that mean we all have to be worried that if we don't do a good job, he's going to toss us out of his family and throw us into hell? No. You're saved by faith. It's by God's grace that, that you have the opportunity to be saved by faith. It's a gift and it's not by works, okay? But for the Christian, there will be this thing called the judgment seat of Christ. 2 Corinthians 5 tells you about that, the judgment seat of Christ. We all must appear before the judgment seat of Christ. And what is that for? That's just to reckon with how you've lived and what you've done with the gifts that God has given you. Did you increase it? Did you share the gospel? Did you pray? Were you faithful in helping and administering help to people? Were you doing the things that God asked you to do or not? That's the judgment seat of Christ. What do you get? Well, the Bible talks about rewards and awards. And of course, the greatest reward, I think, is to hear a well done, right? To hear a well done. And for the lost, there's a reckoning, and that's a different judgment. It's a great white throne judgment. Read about that in Revelation 20, verse 11. But for the Christian, there is a reckoning. There is a day that we will be one-on-one with our Savior Jesus to answer how we lived and what we did with the talents he gave us. Verse 20, And so that he had received five talents, came and brought another five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. And his Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Wow. Wow. What was the best part for that servant? Going from servant to ruler, that's pretty cool, right? Servant to ruler, receiving authority, receiving position, that's pretty cool. Or was the best part of that hearing those words? We call that the WD degree. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Verse 22, he that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. He got the same thing, the same words, the same promotion. He had less ability, but he did well with what God gave him, and he got the same reward. But then, verse 24, he that had received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man. Oh, Do you think of the Lord as a hard man, as as a a man that's trying to just use you or, or doesn't really want to bless you? Reaping where thou hast not sown, gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast, that is thine. So here's your one talent back. He was afraid of failure, maybe. He was distrusting of the master. He misunderstood the master. He was unfaithful to the master. Maybe it was because he felt he should have gotten more. I don't know why, but for some reason, he did not use his abilities for the master. And his Lord answered, verse 26, and said unto him, thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and gather where I have not strawed. You knew this. This is no surprise to you. Thou oughtest, therefore, to have put my money to the exchangers. Put it in the bank. Get some interest. And then at my coming, I should have received mine own with usury. That's interest. Take therefore the talent from him, give it to him that had ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he had, and cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. You say, well, that, that must be hell. No, don't always read that into it, okay? It doesn't necessarily mean that. Uh, There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Certainly, there's going to be anguish for the fact that he could have used his life to serve the Lord in a faithful way, and he didn't. And again, don't read into parables more than what is intended. The main idea here is to what? To be watchful, to be working, to be prepared for the Lord's return. So these parables ought to inspire us to look for his appearing, to love the thought of his appearing, and to work hard until he comes back. To witness, to serve the Lord. And that might seem silly in the eyes of other people that are living for this world, but don't worry about their opinion. Worry about the Lord's opinion and work for him. And if we're faithful, if we're profitable, we will receive the greatest reward, hearing the words, well done. And if you've never received the Lord Jesus Christ. By faith, his gift of salvation is offered to you. He died for your sins on a cross. He rose again. He's the son of God. He paid for your sins, and he's offering you a pardon. He's offering you forgiveness of your sins by simply trusting in him. If you haven't done that, please, please do it today. If you have never received Jesus Christ as your savior, do it right now you need to put your faith in him not a religion not in your works but in the finished work of Jesus he is God he came and died for your sins and he rose again if you'll simply trust in him you'll be saved and that salvation isn't just today it's tomorrow and the next day and the next day and forever and that's the greatest news in the entire world If you have questions about that, please contact us at 1-800-78-GRACE. And while you call, ask about our Alaska Creation Cruise. We have Bruce Malone coming along, Majesty Music. I'll be teaching my wife, Karen, Bruce's wife, Robin. Uh, We have an incredible group coming this year, and it's in July It's in Alaska, of course. Alaska is one of those places that people have just dreamed of going to. This is one of the best ways to see Alaska because you get on a cruise ship and you unpack and you don't have to change hotels or pack up for seven days. And you just glide through these calm waters and and see the beauty of the glaciers, the mountains, the wildlife. It's incredible. And to have someone teaching about creation, it's a win-win. Go to our website, ingraceradio.com and click on travel or call us at 1-800-78-GRACE. Karen and I would love to have you on our Alaska Creation Cruise.
1: Have you dreamed of taking a cruise to Alaska? Pastor Jim Scudder Jr. invites you on a seven-day In Grace Creation Cruise in July. Each evening, Pastor Scudder will teach. Creation speaker Bruce Malone will tell us all about the creatures of Alaska, and we will be blessed with music from Majesty Music. Also, the COVID vaccine requirement is ended, so it's finally time for you to enjoy Alaska. Get your free brochure by calling 800 78 Grace or go to Ingraceradio.com slash travel. Thank you for joining us on Ingrace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. In Grace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047 Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's word and his world on In Grace Radio.